Hello, and welcome back to the TNC podcast, the biggest and best NeuroCity podcast on the internet. My name's Jack Reeve, and I'm joined alongside my co-host and therapist, Chris Reeve. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to shake your hand for that. It's yeah. very professional of you, actually. Well, I feel like we, we need to start on some kind of okay. um, logic. Well, I'll bring it back down to earth. Have a beer, mate. Oh, mate, that's taken me to all new levels. Yeah, have, a, have a beer. You're going to need it. Cheers. Here we go, people. Mm. Welcome to this week's therapy session yeah. in association with Lakin's <laughs> Brewery. <laughs> because all the best therapy yeah. is, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. is, uh, is oh, sick can, with Can people beer? still get a discount, by the way, on Lakin's? Mate. Guess how much they're giving our viewers off. Oh, God knows. They're probably doing them. Probably well, how much do you think? 5%, 10%? Um, I mean, I would just... A beer of this quality, I'd say a good offer would be 10%. Well, let's go up a bit. Surely not 15. More? No! 20? Yes! Oh! 20% off oh Lakin's beer. Oh, my God. And, and, you know a, what and, is... by, and by the way, Lakin's have nailed it yet again. When do you need beer? When you're struggling at the bottom of the Premier League table. The saying goes, win or lose, on the booze. This season it's lose or lose, on the booze. Drink responsibly. Always. Uh, Norwich are 10 games in and still haven't won. <laughs> I was, we've started quite... I'm quite happy. Way actually, too chipper for yeah, the situation yeah. we're in. <laughs> yeah, 10 we games We don't deserve now. to be happy with 10 games. It's because we've just opened a Lakens, that's why. Um, yeah, look, people are going to... People know what's coming. This isn't an easy podcast to do. We are going to have to somehow talk about another dross result and we will open it up in more detail. And can I just start by saying, Jack, mm. we asked for Twitter questions today. Whew. Oh, my Lord. So many people, so many Norwich fans have got in their questions. I'm sorry in advance if we don't get to them, but what we are going to do tonight, as I'm sure you'll agree, Jack, we're going to do more Twitter questions. We're going to open it up to the floor. We are going to do so many questions because we really, it's important you know you're being listened to. Mm. Um, and I actually just need to do a public service I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to, yeah, you yeah. So, go you sort it. your mic out. Um, I really wanted to start off this podcast by saying this because I can kind of feel it coming. Obviously, you would have seen Jack's, in my opinion, very good, well-articulated, may I say. Thank you. I feel a bit weird complimenting you. Yeah, it's um, wrong. Well-articulated video regarding how Jack personally feels about Daniel Farker's future at Norwich City Football Club. A few comments have already started to come in around um, us saying things for engagement and clicks and all of that. I really was quite passionate about dispelling that nonsense from the off on this podcast. Now, the way that this works is we've built and developed this platform over time, thanks to your incredible support. And businesses come to us, fantastic businesses, mm. might we add, come to us and say, boys, we love your podcast. Can we get involved and support it? Okay, so nothing we say about Daniel Farker, whether we want him out or we not, or we don't, we're not saying it because we are trying to get clicks. We are saying this as always. We say what we see. That's fair, isn't it, Jack? Oh, and, it always has been. And at the end of the day, I just wanted to say that you know this is now. I think I personally think this is going to get worse before it gets better. I would love for it to get better immediately, starting against Brentford this weekend. I don't think it will, Jack. And therefore, I want people to know transparently that's where we are as a channel. We are, we've said it, we might have ruined our reputation with the football club, with certain people behind the scenes. But quite frankly, it would be a disservice to you as loyal, loyal subscribers if we were to just pretend 
that we it was all happy-go-lucky songs. Absolutely. Songs and, and I think we've always set out on TNC. This isn't a, a mission to make friends at the football club. They mm. come and they have come naturally. Um, but equally, we've probably burnt some bridges um, by saying what we see. And that will always be the situation here. And people, if, if, if we were... Mm. Uh, going away from our true beliefs, people would see right through it. And I want people to know that. I want people to know that through some of the things that, that we've said, we have burnt bridges, but we will always be honest. We will always be fans. We will always support the boys as much as we can, but we're not going to be the football club's PR arm. No. That's not what Talk Norris City is. That's not what we ever will be. And I really wanted to to start this podcast like that. But let's talk about Leeds, Jack. Um, can, you break the, can you break the game down? Well, for me, it was, it was, it was actually the worst performance of the season for me. <laughs> Genuinely. I, I, no, 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 mate. That's not... That, no. Mate, we're what? arguing already. We, we've just gone and lost 7-0. No, you can't say it was worse than that. I, I genuinely believe it was from a, from a perspective of Leeds were, were struggling. They were without their best players. Um... It was evident how much that win meant to them, and rightly so. For me... Bielsa was praying, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, was. <laughs> it was. That's how much it meant to him. Um, against Chelsea, we were up against a very good side. Now, not a 7-0 beating side, but it, there, were, there was an element of a game plan in there, and we just didn't, it didn't work. Leeds, we, I saw nothing... I saw absolutely nothing from that side to make me think, let alone we'll win a game, but enough to, to stay up. What I saw were players disengaged from a manager's ideology. I saw players lacking enough quality to be playing in the Premier League. Certain players, not all. Um, and I saw a philosophy that is based on fear rather than trying to conquer in the Premier League. Um, and when you combine them things, mm. you get where we are. You get 10 games in without a win. You get three goals from 10 games. Mm. We are averaging 0.3, under 0.3 of a goal per mm. game. I listened to David Moyes' um, press conference um, to see what an experienced, re you know, reputable manager um, is saying. And one of the things that David Moyes came out with, which I thought was quite poignant given where we are at is I thought as fans are, are we overreacting to the situation I don't think we are I think I think we've been fair but then I listened to David Moyes and David Moyes said at 10 games in you know they're all there about what your team are going to do this season and when I heard that from David Moyes that was when I decided to myself Chris I've got to. I, I can't live in La La Land anymore. Mm. And I, I hope people know that have watched this podcast, listened to it for 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 the years that they have. I see myself as a glass half full kind of guy. And I originally said that I'm going to wait till November. I'm going to. I would give Fark the 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 time to go and win these games of football. Yeah, yeah you did. But I agree with your points about Leeds. And the huge worry is we were that disjointed and worse, the mentality of giving up is still plaguing our football club. Mm. I, that's why I tweeted what I tweeted. I just think if we don't win against... Win, win, 
win again. Win. None of this drawing bollocks, setting up to to try and mm. to try and draw nil nil. We need to win against Brentford. We don't win against Brentford, newly promoted side. I know they're playing well. I'm sorry, but we we've got to change the the leadership, the ideas, and the energy. And that's where I'm at, Jack. I I, I I'm so with you on your comments about Leeds. There, there's so many problems. There, there. It's not just a case of two or three things on the pitch. That's the thing that worries me and what's worried me privately and for the first time talking about this on here which might get me in a bit of trouble I've spoken to Holty I've spoken to actually I'm not ready to say that other person but I've spoken to someone else um, associated with Norwich City and I'm seriously worried about behind the scenes I'm worried about the fragility I'm worried about what's happening you know, the all of these rumours are going on, there's people coming and going, and it's an absolute mess. There's still no um there's still no replacement for Ben Kensel. That's just absolute corporate lunacy. You you are in a bubble. If you if you think that you you can let Ben leave and then not replace him. So all of these off the pitch issues are now coming in, are coming to light as well, and I'm just so sad. I was, how, have way, got, I, how have we got to this stage? I, I was I was just want to say this, Jack. I was listening to Michael Bailey's podcast today, actually, just to try and think: Am I overreacting? Mm. And I listened to John Rogers, of, of course, um, Big Grant Holt back in the day, um, and he and he used this word a lot: "I'm sad. Mm. I'm saddened by what I'm seeing. I'm sad for Daniel Farker." I'm sad that uh, the I don't think I'm overreacting. I think if, if this gets worse, we're going to see a worthy 06 situation. I tweeted it, and it's going to get toxic and horrible. I think and, and how have we and how have we got there, Jack? Well, you could argue that the recruitment again is not being good enough. I still stand by the fact that we have got the tools. Mm. I'm going to get some shit for this in the comments section. No, I don't think you will. I will. I think we've got the players to survive. Yeah. To survive, yeah? We've got players in there to survive. It's just that we've cocked around with the system so many times this season um, and the mentality's not been right. Well, I, I think the, the... Yeah, the mentality is is a whole different ball game. I think the the thing that I've always been intrigued with your your stance on Daniel Farker, and we, we've... We've continuously been big fans of Daniel Farker, and just because we're now saying we still am, by the way, yeah, we just just because now we're saying we don't think he's the right man to take us forward doesn't mean we don't like Daniel Farker. Mm -hmm. But you've always questioned his ability in game to change scenarios, and I and I think I've kind of seen over that because we've been winning more than we've been losing in the championship. But I think that shows a tactical naivety. And I think that's now being propelled. Now that we're on a losing run, we're like, Daniel's going, I don't, I don't know what to do. And it's like, let's just ch chuck five at the back and hope we don't concede goals, which is fine because you pick up a draw against Burnley and you scrape through Brighton, although they missed a few big chances. But that, then we're not scoring goals. It's like, okay, mm. so we're not scoring goals and we're not conceding goals, so we can pick up a point. Then you go to Chelsea and get battered 7-0. Then you go up against Leeds and play Milo Rashica up against Rashinia, um, Rafinha. Yeah. 
Rashinia, that's a new name. Fine, um, love it. R- R- isn't a defender. Me and you. And it's just, it's a confu- I think for me, it's a confused team. And I think that on the, I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I shouldn't speak on behalf of the fans. I really don't want to do that. But I can talk on behalf of you here. When we looked at that team against Leeds, we both looked at each other in the eye and we went, oof. No, we, we just went, what? It's just, yeah, it was what just, that's that? what I mean, it was oof, and then it was just confusion. Yeah. Um, and fans, and we and we don't know, we're not as qualified as Daniel Farker, but I feel like most fans would have looked at that team sheet against Leeds and gone, what on earth is going it's on? It's desperation. And by the way, what an insult to Milo Rashica. What an insult. You've brought him in to play attacking football and you bung him there. Mm. And I just, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for Christos Zolis. I feel sorry for... Well, if for... I'm Jollis, I'm looking for a move in January. And, and, and Giannoulis. Turn down Roma. What, mate? I'd be furious. Mm. The thing that worries me now is, which, which is why I hate being negative, but I, I just have to be realistic here. The thing that really worries me is if we think it's bad now, how on earth are we going to recruit players in January? Mm. Or are we going to recruit players for the championship? We are going to have leave our football club. Max Aarons. Yeah. I don't know yet, but I highly suspect that Todd Cantwell will leave the football club yeah. in January. I think if I was Giannoulis being touted with those clubs and being being replaced by a lone player, I'd be looking for a move. I wouldn't be wanting to play for this football club. Um and I'm missing players already. Jollis. Jollis. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. All, Norman all, goes. All because, he, goes. all because he had a bit of arrogance and he wanted to take a penalty. Mm. Come on. And c- come on. I'd, uh, yeah. And so my worry is we're going to lose more players in January than we sign. So therefore the squad is depleted. We've, we've, we've then lost more quality. We're only going to be able to sign well, championship players. Well, even if it's not in January, Chris, and I think a few of them will go in January, but not all of them will go. We are going down. There is, we're not staying up. That's, that's almost a certainty at this point. So you're going back down to the championship. And I think, and, and rightfully so, because you can base it off evidence. Norwich fans are like, well, Farker's the best man to bring us back up. No, he's no, done no, it Norwich, no, no, no. Norwich fans aren't like that. I think I you think can't say all Norwich fans are like that. The argument of keeping Daniel Farker is that he's the best man to bring us back to the Premier League. And what I am saying, Chris, is the last time we 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 went down and came straight back up, we went down with an informed team in Puki and Emmy Buendia, who was simply too good for the league. We managed to bring in Oliver Skip. I think loan signings are now questionable, considering the treatment of Billy Gilmore. Um, we're we're not going to Billy. have that. This forgot time. Billy. Forgot Billy. By the way. And Billy Gilmore's I mean, what's mum, going on there? Billy Gilmore's mum liking a tweet saying you should play him because he's the only Premier League quality. And by the way, this isn't a Billy Gilmore's mum. Fair play. I would be feeling like that about my son as <laughs> Did well. Did we ever think we would be talking about Billy Gilmore's mum on a? No, <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't. I really didn't. But it just shows, doesn't it, that clearly what we're suspecting off the pitch is happening. Um, but yeah, that's that. What's next on the agenda? No, I, I think there's more. I think there's more to go into with this Leeds game. I really do. Do you have to? I, I, I was frustrated. So Daniel Farr, I've been frustrated with a lot of what he, he said this season. But I was tipped over the edge with a <laughs> few know. comments. This is what tipped you, isn't it? I know what tipped he you. He described um, Manchester City, Liverpool and Chelsea's games we were never going to win. 
that defeatist nonsense is not welcome at this football club. And he described uh, the Leeds performance as a good performance. Now, he also said that we've been in a lot of the games we've played. Well, if our standards have dropped to simply wanting to be in the game against Brighton and Burnley, and I think Leicester is the only game where we've genuinely been unfortunate not to pick up at least a point. I'm looking at Arsenal. They should have won by more than a goal. I'm not seeing a single game where we genuinely competed in. And he has the audacity to come out with such nonsense. And I'm looking at that. And then I'm seeing people very high up at the club saying, why aren't the fans bringing their A game? Oof. Now, all I see here, the Chris, is deferred guy, responsibility. I know, I know. And the, I... the highest level, the highest performance, what do they do? They control the controllables. Don't worry about the fans. You're going to sell 22,000 season tickets a season. Yeah. You Did you hear us in the second half against Brighton? Did you hear Mate, the four I, corners I, of Caro cheering on a team that have scored two goals this season <laughs> and are trying to battle against the Brighton side? We had every single right to be silent there because they've given us absolutely nothing to cheer about. And the audacity to blame the fans and say, bring your A game. They're lucky fans are still even turning up, let alone cheering. 26,500 fans watching that nonsense against Leeds. Mate, I, 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 normally I would argue, but I can't. What I do want to say, though, just quickly on that press, and I have covered this before, but I want to reiterate, I'm so pleased that we have a sporting director that comes out and is honest, as honest as he can be, and... And says it how he sees it. I respect that. He also took responsibility and accountability, which you know I bang on about because Daniel Farker doesn't do that, in my opinion. Now, although he said what he said about the fans, I might be able to let that slide because although it's an insult to the fans, I also understand having exchanged a text message with him after that media that he just wanted to put some positivity into the room. Now, I know it was the wrong way to do it, but fair play to him. He went against the head of comms. And he stood in front of the, the media and said, we've not been good enough. And Stuart Webber will, rightly, come under criticism this season, but I'm not going to criticise him for doing that media because it's something as a supporter that's you know followed the club for my whole life, I've craved someone with that transparency. So... I think he made a, I think he made a mistake on the fan point, just like he made a mistake, by the way, on the BK8 point about it being a vocal minority. That was absolutely ridiculous as well. But I think Stuart Webber did the right thing coming out, oh, saying no, what not, he said. And interestingly, that. on that point, at the um, at the business conference, which we we kindly received the video from, Stuart said. Well, it's we're either going to be relegated in these next five games. This was pre-Leeds, by the way, or it's gonna it's gonna be an absolutely unbelievable run. And it's gonna put us back in the room again. So that's one game down of five. I think people are sometimes there. Are, there are blurred lines between positivity and delusion. Now I think <laughs> you can't use that word. Now I th no, I can't. I think. <laughs> Positivity is getting upbeat about something when you have evidence to get upbeat about it. And delusion is getting upbeat about something when the outcome that you're getting upbeat about is never going to happen. 
Which is why I said now, blind I am, faith. Y- yes, and I am looking at Daniel Farker's Premier League record and going are. 48 games, five wins. That is the worst win percentage of any Norwich City manager in the top flight who's played more than five games. Mm. Does I, any I, other I, club... Here's no, a question. No, Does no, any no, other club no, keep their manager no, in 48 games with not, a 10% no. win rate? We are the only club on the planet... Can someone find me another club that that would do what we've done with less finances, by the way? I, I'm, I'm lost on it. And I need to go back to your argument about... You know, Farker's the right man for the championship. I'm bored. No, I didn't say that. I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm bored of it. I'm bored of it. And people will say, "What, Chris? What are you on about saying? You, what do you mean you're bored of it? He, he can get us up again. And then what happens? Mm. We get served up with this absolute steaming pile of shite yet again. I'm sorry, but that's not the. That's not the. I don't want to. Wa- I don't want to watch this for a whole other season in the championship. I don't. And by the way, it's going to be a very, very different team when we go down. It's going to be a very different team. And we know, because of the omission of Emi Buendia, Daniel Farker needs... You you summed up perfectly well in your video. He needs a star player. One of his star players at the moment, in my opinion, based on his previous record, being better than any of our other midfielders in the Premier League that are featuring at the moment, is playing for the under-23s which we'll talk about in a minute. So just, sorry, mate, my final point on Daniel Farker being the right man for the championship, I think my really maybe slightly raw, harsh opinion is I've seen Henry Winter say that. Henry, I I idolise him. I I respect him hugely, but he's friends with Delia Smith. I take that with a pinch of salt. I really do. I think keeping Daniel Farker is the easy option and it also shows that you're prepared to accept Premier League mediocrity. That's the only way I can see it. Well, it's worse than mediocrity. <sighs> well, I'm trying, um, to be, I'm trying to be One nice. positive. One positive from Leeds. Big Andy. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was absolutely I'm so, excellent. I'm so pleased you brought that up. I love I Big thought Andy. Was, I thought the header was sumptuous. I love Big and Andy. And I thought his performance in general was very, very good. And can I... And massive compliments to Big Andy. Huge compliments to him because he's playing in a side depleted of confidence, ideas, structure... And he seems to be thriving every mm. time he's on the pitch. Being exceptional for Ireland. Yes. Being ex- and, and, he's, and he's been very, very good for Norwich City when he's played in a really, really struggling team. And I know that, you know, Big Andy, you know, I don't know if he follows you, but he certainly follows me, so he, he looks at some of our stuff. And I want to say thank you to you, Big Andy. You are a diamond, mate. And you are the type of player that is making me proud mm. at the moment. Mm. And we lack that. We lack that. And oh, it may, people might see it's cheap and easy for me to just, you know, attach myself to Big Andy because he scored. But I mean it. He's the type of player that makes me proud. He's the type of player that makes me want to go and watch the football team. Yeah? Mm. And that's what's gone missing, mm. Jack. Mm. I think it's also very damning that we are now so, re- not so reliant, but reliant on a, was he 18? 19, 19-year-old yeah. footballer. A man like that should not have that kind of pressure to be delivering week in, week out. Fair play, though, to him. I'm, I'm buzzing for Big Andy. I'm so, so proud and pleased that, 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 that he's getting an opportunity. Fair play to Farker, by the way, for that. Um, but that's probably been forced by the fact that Ben Gibson got sent off against Chelsea. Let's open the floor up to some questions. Let's do that. 
Thank you uh, to everyone for their Twitter questions. Um, we are just looking at Twitter, aren't we? There's no yes, other platform. thankfully, because if we'd put it on other platforms, God knows how many more we've got. 92 to get through. We might not get through all of them. Uh, if you haven't already followed us, it's at Talk Norwich City. Let's start with Matthew Thornton. Okay, Hello, oh, Matthew. lovely, solid name. Interesting comments by Ewan Roberts on why he believes Farker should stay. Essentially, he's not become a bad coach overnight. He's changed formation as the previous one adopt, adopted last time in the Premier League got us nowhere. Fair point. Blame shouldn't be left solely at Fark's door. I agree with that last point. It shouldn't be. And I have already said that Stuart will start to take some flack for the signings. Um, but ultimately, I, I see this as a 70 or 80% Daniel Fark issue, in my opinion. Well, I, I, The line-ups, the team. I've not read Ewan's piece for context, no. by the way. Um, no, but, I mean, I, I, look, I, I very much respect Ewan's um, opinions. And, and I guess... He has a point to a certain extent there. I think my argument would be, well, if 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 plan A isn't working, then good managers find plan B mm-hmm. and then plan C and then plan D. Yeah. And every single plan that Daniel's looked at, it hasn't worked. But we've got a plan A that should work, Jack. Why is plan A not working? What's the plan A? Plan A is Stuart Webber has brought in players, two wingers. One is allegedly one of Europe's most up-and-coming talents. The other one is an experienced, highly rated European talent, by the way. And I'm not just saying that. I've had a lot of opposition fans highly rate Mila Rashica, yes. not kicking a ball. We've got... He's got the resource. He's got the resource. Well, he, well Stuart said himself that Daniel's now got the tank and the ammunition. He's got everything he needs. As much as I love you, and I think, um, I think at the moment... I'm not sure Ewan, I would challenge whether Ewan is watching us week in, week out to come out with that. Because if you are putting yourself through watching 90 minutes of what we're watching at the moment, by the way, happy for you and, you know, to message me, mate, come back to me on that. But for me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure how that sits with me personally. Uh, Jaden, who's your replacement for Daniel Farker if he goes? Now, I'm just going to start here. You get hit with this a lot, don't you? I get hit with this all the time. And people come to me and say, well, Jack, who's the replacement? Funny enough, I'm not on a six-figure salary to work out who the replacement is. Now, you can look at the obvious replacements. Chris Wilder, Nuno up for grabs now, Eddie Howe. Realistically, it's not going to be any of them names. Why not? I don't, think, I don't think we go for one of them. But what I'm saying is, did we know who Daniel Farker was before he came? It, no, will, be an, it will be an unknown. And I know for sure that there was a list of five managers for the eventuality if Daniel Farker were to walk in previous seasons. So if Daniel Farker, if Dortmund came in for Farker and he left, there was a list of five adequate replacements um, that you, was there. So Sorry, I need to interrupt here because I'm sure people will be asking this, watching this at home, Jack. You know that for sure. Yeah. What does that mean? So there was a there was a list of five managers. If Daniel Farker leaves, no, no. no. How do you are, know that? Someone's told me who was and, and and one of the names on there was was Graham Potter pre Brighton. You've never told me this, by the way. Um, another one of them names pre Ipswich was Paul Cook. Um, Bloody hell! But what by I'm the saying way. is Stuart Weber is a clever enough man to have 
replacements at the ready. Because what he's always said is this club exists post me, post Daniel. Mm. This club will exist forever and I'm just trying to leave mm. it in a better position. You, you, so the you... argument of we're not, well, we can't sack Daniel because there's not an adequate replacement is nonsense. I'm not buying that argument whatsoever. There is someone out there and if mm, there are wow. teams put together to look at trans at future players and future managers and future it's it's recruitment well right? we'll, 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 we'll look and by the way can i just say daniel farker's not getting sacked anytime soon do you believe that yeah i do i don't really? think he's getting sacked anytime soon i don't i think i think hand on heart you don't think yeah i don't think he is i think that wow. some i think some people at the football club are living in a bubble see i, I disagree full of, with that full, full of yes men and I think the only way that he's going to leave is when it inevitably gets toxic. I'm Has sorry. That happened? Do you know what's interesting? Just on your comments around replacements, we'll find out whether Stuart's got a list. We'll find out whether Stuart's got a list because there's four of Stuart Webber's five games that he said in his latest press. Well, not in his press, but in the business conference, yeah. There's five games where we're either going to be relegated or it's going to work. So in four games' time... Chris, we're down already. I know, mate, but we're talking about replacements. Yeah. I'm of the faith that down or not, we need to replace Daniel Farker Yeah, now. so am I. I respect Daniel. There will be I'm a list. I'm so happy with what he's done. I'm grateful for those two titles, but it, it needs fresh ideas, it needs fresh impetus, and it needs fresh leadership. Mm. Sorry, I can't answer that question. Stan, no anger from me, just vibes. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> Stan. We need that, mate. <laughs> That was nice. I've really enjoyed that. was a nice little break. Richard. Richard who? Richard Bormba. Oh, wow. Hello. Hi, Richard. Honestly, on Sunday, I had no idea what our formation was, let alone a plan. Yeah, we've covered Route 1 nonsense is not what I expect at Carrow Road. Mm. I would give Farker two more matches, and if no improvement is seen, he has to go. I want to talk about the hoofball on that note. Do we? Really? Yeah. No, I want to. I want to. I want to talk about that hoofball because... What is annoying me about the hoofball, because you know me, bit of passion, bit of belief, bit of fight, change it just to try and shit out your way through. I'm all over it. I'm all over it. If you want to pump the ball up, yeah, and barge someone over and get a deflection and chuck it in the back of the net and handball it, for all I care, I don't care how you get it in the opposition's net. Get it in the net. I'm up for that. Yeah. <laughs> but what stuns me, Jack, is... We have signed Matthias Norman, who, by the way, has been our player of the season, which is very worrying. Is it? And Matthias Norman's getting loads of plaudits. Do you know what I'd argue? Matthias Norman's not even having any bloody ball. Do you know what Matthias Norman's doing at the moment? He's like this. Well, it's like he's the piggy in the middle. <laughs> it's made... He's got a sore neck. Yeah. Matthias Norman's going to be out with a neck injury before long. He is. And so the hoof ball for me... And my other point on the hoofball is, if you're going to play, but if we've turned to hoofball, bring Jordan Hugel back in January. It's a, it's and a, do you know what? Very valid. And point. do you know what? I'm saying that with my chest. Mm. If we are going to resort to hoofball, bring back Jordan Hugel in January, because it's not going to work for Pookie. Pookie will not. There's no. I love Pookie. Top finisher, club legend. In my opinion, he ain't a striker that's feeding off long balls. So what's it going to be? You'll find out in January. <laughs> no, I think that's a great point. Anyway, well, where, where are we at with Josh Sargent at the moment? 
Is there not a question about Son I'm sure further that, down? We'll uh, get to him in a minute. I um, I was you, you mentioned him earlier, Henry Winter. I read his report on the Times at the weekend, and he was by far the lowest rated player in Henry's um, ratings. And people keep saying to me, Josh Sargent's really good at winning things in the air. I did say that. I don't think he is. Okay, fair enough. I've not actually seen the stats to, to actually what? come at you on that point, but... All I know is that when we first signed him, I liked what I saw. What I also know is he's a young player mm. with a lot of latent potential. What's very evident is that he is the type of player that will play well in a side that's playing attacking football. We ain't playing that. Yeah. So therefore, Josh is not going to work until we start attacking football matches. It's as simple as that. Tomsky. Tomsky. What a boy. Hello, Tomsky. We lack creativity and yes. not creating enough chances to win us games. There's a massive gap in between the strikers and the midfielders, allowing our opposition to pass the ball easily in their own third. There's only one man who can solve this situation. The Deerham <sighs> Deco. Well, our two most creative players are either on the bench or being made to play for the under-23s. Oh, I, I, I... I mean, what's going on there, Chris? Todd Cantwell, one of our stars in the Premier League, an undoubted star in our promotion <laughs> campaign, and now playing against Kings Lynn. <sighs> because I, 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 tell you, did... I tell you what happens, mm. and I'm sure it's the same for you. I log on to work on a Monday morning, and the, the morning meeting is always football chat, right? And everyone, everyone you okay, Jack? And it's like, yeah, I think so. And then it's like, oh, Norwich, oh yeah, shit, that happened. And then it's like, where's Todd Cantwell? How how do I explain that? Uh, uh, but everyone is saying it. To how me. do I explain that? I go, Ed, oh, oh, he's playing for the under 23s mate. against Kings Lee, and then you go, that's a good one. What's actually happened to him? And I go, <laughs> he's playing against Kings Lee for the under 23s. Look, to be clear, to be clear, he has had an injury. He's had an injury, but oh, I'm in a really tough position here because. I want to hold the club to account, but I really value my relationship with Todd in particular, but also the other players. So I'm not going to divulge too much, but all I'm going to say is there are two sides to every story. And I strongly believe that if Todd Cantwell is called upon for Brentford, he will be there and he will put in a fantastic performance and be the creativity that this side craves. But very evidently, they have fallen out. Now, I don't know that. That's not come from anyone. I'm putting two and two together regarding whether they've fallen out or not. But, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to understand, a, 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 a rocket scientist to know that, that, that there's something is seriously wrong there. And I don't know about you, Jack, but I'm getting a strong whiff of Moritz Leitner, of Tom Tribal, of Tim Close, of Russ Martin, Wes Houlihan of Nelson Oliveira any player with a bit of personality that's potentially going to stand up to Daniel Farker has been pushed aside and made to play with the under 23s I'm sorry but it, for, for me it, it, it smells I hate it and having sold Emi Buendia Todd is the only player in our squad that's got a similar skill set to Emi in my opinion I don't think you can say Kieran Dowell 
I, I don't think Kieran Dowell is a player that can plug the Emmy Buendia hole. I like Dowell, although I thought he had a bad game against Leeds. I really like Kieran Dowell, but he did have a bad game against Leeds, but saying that they all did. He's not the Emmy replacement. We're not going to replace Emmy also. But my point is, Todd is the only player of that skill set, and he's not there. He's not even on the bench, and he's fit. Joe. Should we worry about Weber's competence to make a change right now? His failure of understanding the severity of Farker's Premier League capability as a head coach is extremely worrying. I, I'll be honest with you, I zoned out there. Go again. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Yes. Should we worry about Stuart Weber's competence to make a change? His failure of understanding the severity of Daniel Farker's mm. Premier League capability as a head coach is extremely worrying. I would be very surprised if if this isn't alarm bells for Stuart already. And to be fair to Stuart, come on. To be fair to Stuart, in the recent interviews, he did say that he was asked, "Is Daniel Farker is is Daniel Farker unsackable?" And he said, "No." So that's the only thing we can go off. Mm -hmm. So when you say I can't see Daniel Farker getting sacked, I can't see him getting sacked soon. Really, I think. Yeah, I can't. I I don't. Interesting. I just don't. See, I think it's got. I think I think Stuart is bright enough and aware enough to look at this situation and go, "Shit! Like my legacy is getting ruined. Well, we'll Daniel's is getting ruined." Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. I just, do you know what? Just to go back to that word, sad again. I feel sad about the fact that a manager, a head coach, sorry, that has built up uh, a legacy that's played amazing football. I think it. I think we are at that... I think, on the whole, we might be in the denial stage still, where people are denying it, and they're going, you can turn it around, you can turn it around, mm. you can turn it around, you can turn it around. And to be fair, that is what you would do as a professional person in your job in that organisation right now. But I think it's going to get to that stage soon where they're realistic and they say, you know what, I don't want this to get bad for you. You deserve more respect than to be hounded out of mm. a football club the horrible way. So... Well, because the annoying thing is, Chris, your is we know, and everyone knows, you've met Stuart, I've met Stuart, a lot of Norwich fans would have met Stuart, and even if you haven't met Stuart, you've listened to him. The same with Daniel. These are incredibly shrewd, astute people. Yes. And sometimes... Better than us. A lot better. Sometimes there comes a point in a job or a, a head coach yes. role yes. where you need a change. And that's yeah. not saying that you're shit... That's just saying you've you're out of ideas here. It's not. Yeah, it's just it's actually healthy. It's healthy to move change. on. It's healthy to change. It's healthy to try new things. And I think. And by the way, I've actually just this has just come out of my brain. I actually don't. What we need to realise is if we do choose to sack Daniel Farker, he's going to get a massive payout from the football club because he's under contract. Yeah. So therefore, if you get. Say Daniel Farker, get, he, he's going to walk into any Bundesliga team, in my opinion. I really do think that. Perhaps not Dortmund or um, or Bayern. But I do think he'd walk into any other job in the Bundesliga. Let me know in the comments if you disagree. So actually, take your payout. Come, maybe maybe a season out with, with a few million in the bank. Oh yeah, I wouldn't feel sorry for anyone. That's my point. Richard. Good old Richard. Vrancic. Stieperman etc were basically told they were not good enough for the Premier League and shipped out so why is Daniel Farker still in charge as he's clearly not a Premier League manager as a team we were trying to evolve the same 
and the same should be done with the manager. Yeah, can't argue against it. <laughs> Next. Can't, I, can't, I can't argue against it. Can you argue against no, it? No, I can't. And I feel really frustrated that we have got the likes of Jordan Hugel out on loan. Here's another one. And Arnold Hernandez out yeah. on loan. I'm looking at Josh Sargent up against Arnold Hernandez and I'm going... Hello. Well, also, well, 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 also if you're going to play the system you're playing, you may as well have an L rather than Milo Rashica as well. Because we're not playing with wingers. Mm. And by the way, he scored against Manchester United at Carrow Great cello as well. I need to find a positive question, but yeah. I've just stumbled upon James Hales, who's put poor recruitment, no identity, no idea and no quality. James Hale, top man. Um, yeah, can't disagree. Let's fly through some of these. Come on. Here's a question. You go on. You can ask me this Oh, question. yeah, here we go. Someone tweeted a question to Talk Norris City. How does Jack feel about the great Yarmouth ferry wheel being taken down? Ferris wheel. Ferris, sorry. Not ferry. Ferris. Ferry. So I, I saw this there. question and look, it, it, it's a sensitive time for, for Norwich fans and it didn't come at the right time. I... There's three types of people who I don't like to associate myself with in life. <laughs> or even willing to give time to. Those who prefer winter over summer, huge red flag, sack them off. Those who um, don't have baked beans with their fry up, instant red card. <laughs> and those who go out of their way and spend vast amounts of time and money to go to a place far away when you have a better or similar on your doorstep. So for example, I'm seeing people from Norfolk spending large sums of money to travel a long way to go to London and get on the London Eye. Oh, <laughs> mate, no. Right, that's it. Finish the podcast. When you have... You are not comparing the London Eye to the bloody Yarmo Ferris wheel. What I'm you saying You are not is, doing that on this What podcast. I'm saying is... If you're at the top of the Yarmouth Ferris wheel and if the top of the London Eye, you would you rather see the River Thames or the River Bure? You, I know my question. Uh, I know my answer oh and it's not the God. Thames. Would you rather you see speak, Regent Road or Regent Street? You speak of delusion. I would rather see Regent Street. You speak of delusion. You brought, up, you brought it up. This is delusion. This is delusion. You are in Yarmouth, Yaya, Yaya land. Yaya, Yaya, <laughs> La La land. It Lakers really angers in. me. And you well, know what? It offends why have me. they taken it down? I'll tell you well, why. Because it's the winter. Because, I'll tell you why. Because there's nothing to look at. <laughs> it's a derelict, stale, run down. Has Regent Street rotten. got a world famous oh, rock well. shop? Because by the Regent Road so By the way, someone said actually, someone tweeted this at, someone tweeted this somewhere, um, and it's an absolutely fantastic point. How did the. Where's um, it come from? How did the corrupt. Um, Who's it come how from? Did the, and it, it's how an did, instant block. How, how did the corrupt Yarmouth Lurstoff City of Culture bid? Well, look, it, for you? It, it didn't. It didn't go through. But no, I'm... it didn't go through. Do you know why? Because it was corrupt. <laughs> and, I, and by the way, you even got you even tweeted and all that. Yeah, you take that back. Look, <laughs> all I am saying is that is the the metropolitan elite of Norwich are regularly coming to Yarmouth to view our wonderful <laughs> art of Banksy. And get on our wheel. I'm not. It's but not then, even worth that. It's not even But then worth come that. back home for their flat whites and fancy avocado on toast. Oh, like don't start. Then. Anyway, let's quickly move on before we go off and around about that. Your awful coffee take. <laughs> Chaz Tats. Yeah, top boy to be fair. Yeah, go on. 
Chazzy. Chazzy is Steve Bruce in. <laughs> Norwich legend. Well, do you know what? Do you know I'm in a place now where if we lose to Brentford, as long as they've managed in the top flight, I would accept it on the basis that they they are told that they've got the rest of the season to shine. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a name again. Oh mate. I know I know what you're gonna say. And do you know what scares me? You've changed your mind. Do you know what seriously scares me? Yes. So is everyone else. Not completely. Keep, Not completely. Keep seeing this name crop up and I was going, <laughs> hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You were laughing at me for suggesting that a month ago. <laughs> you're not laughing anymore. <laughs> No, I, I still... I Chris still, Wilder, by the I way. I still would be against Chris Wilder. Did you see what match the day two the other night? Incredibly. Um, I still would be against Chris Wilder, but quite frankly, if he gets the players fighting and believing and playing for each other and sticking to a system and attacking, then, yeah. Russell Martin? Uh, whoa. I love Russ. I'm biased, obviously. Um, I would love to see Russ Martin as the Norwich manager one day. I don't. I, I wouldn't like to hit, see him take it now because poison I, chalice. I think we're in a. I think it's going to take a while for us to recover from this. Louis Benaventi. Yeah, top boy. Great Chelsea. to see Louis. Hope you well. Chelsea mate. fan. What's he doing here? I've no idea. Have Daniel Farker still got a job? Newcastle and Tottenham have pulled the trigger after faltering starts. Pardon me. <laughs> But Stu Weber and Norwich have not. Understand there's a project in place, but are Norwich being soft? Or is there no one out there to take this project forward? And that's an interesting one. That's the other argument towards anyone saying they want Daniel Farker sacked. Is they going, I disagree well, who will well. take on a, a job under a sporting director without a, a financial budget? If you, if you disagree, mate, why? Mate, I tell you what, I think any manager would look at Norwich and think, what a golden goose that is. Yeah. I'll have a slice of that with my cup of coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. You're gar- it, it's, it's at least four seasons. It's at least four seasons, which in managerial terms, by the way, is a long time now mm-hmm. in the Absolutely. modern game. So you're basically guaranteed four seasons to come in as the Norwich manager, unless you get told it's temp in the Premier League, which contradicts what I've just said, but welcome to the TNC podcast. <laughs> um, you've got young up-and-coming players... You've got Colney redeveloped. You've got a sellout stadium that backs their team, and I'll be clear, that backs their team and sings and wants their team to do well and isn't toxic until it gets to the stage that we're about to get to. <laughs> yeah, but come on. We're, we're now talking 20 games in the Premier League that we've, that we've not won, Jack. I mean, come on. Anyway, so I disagree. I think Norwich is a very attractive proposition. Very attractive. By the way, Soccerbot as well. Let's stick that at Christmas. <laughs> let's stick, stick that in your Soccerbot yeah. and smoke it. Let's stick that. <laughs> oh, this Lakens is kicking in. And yeah, let's have a bit of the Soccerbot. Let's oh, by the way, here we go. As a new manager. Ready? Soccerbot. Let's get a bit of the old soccer bot involved, shall we? Boom. There we go. I'll have that with, with my slice of toast in the morning. <laughs> Bloody soccer bot. <laughs> no, no, no. On a serious note, I rate the soccer bot. It, it just... <laughs> no, I really need to be serious about this. I'm so pleased that Norwich bought this. 
I'm pleased we bought the soccer bot because <laughs> it's innovative. It's <laughs> Sorry, I'm struggling. You've got me. Do you know what? Do you know why I'm laughing? Do you know what I would it's love a to mockery. see the soccer bot? It's a mockery of exceptional technology. <laughs> what we're seeing is a mockery of ex- of exceptional technology. The fact that Dortmund have got it and we've got it is just. It's comical. We bought it in and we regressed. I would love to see Chris Wilder come in and just spit <laughs> on the soccer bot. <laughs> well, mate, come on. He's not going to do that. Sam Bridges. Do you know what I would love to see? Chris Wilder just observing the soccer bot. <laughs> like, I could imagine Chris Wilder. You know, you, you know on the press day when they had it? Imagine you, Sam Allardyce. No, you, see the soccer soccer bot. you see the soccer bot. Around the soccer bot at the top, there's like a platform where you can look below. For those below. who don't know what the soccer bot is, what's the right, soccer bot? Right, soccer bot. bot uh, Brishy <laughs> Soccer bot. Sorry, hang on. Whew. Right, the soccer bot. It's a, it is a great bit of technology. British Dortmund have done it. And basically, it enables you to improve your reactions, your accuracy, your fitness, your stamina, etc., etc. And balls fly out. It's you a circle it's screen. Great. Anyway, I could imagine Chris Wilder at the top of that with a whip, <laughs> whipping players that don't actually do it right and just screaming abuse at them. Almost like a, almost like a gladiator's coliseum. Mm. I think Chris Wilder would turn the soccer ball into a gladiator's coliseum. I think you could almost get like a 60 minute feature documentary out of Neil Warnock on this, and the soccer ball. <gasps> oh, He'd but, be like, uh, to, be, to be clear, I'm not touching Neil Warnock with a barge pole. Next, come on, let's get through these. Sam Bridges, he doesn't want anything to be forgotten. And the thing he doesn't want to be forgotten is that Norwich City lost out on their top transfer targets yeah, in the summer. Correct. Christopher Ayer, Adam Armstrong, William Carvalho. These players would have made us complete. They would fit mm. us perfectly. Another reason why Delia Smith has to sell. I can't talk about the other two, but I know through a conversation with a very trusted source that Christoph Azure was definitely our number one target. And I was also interested fact- to listen. So Michael Bailey say that Josh King wanted to sign for Norwich City. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. And the fact that's come out of Michael Bailey's mouth is mm. interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. But yeah, but 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 you're right. And there you go. And there's an example, right? Just a little th- bit more. I think it's all I'm slightly wary about saying things like this because you don't know if it would have worked. You're kind of dealing in slight I still think these plays that we've got could make it work. Well, that's why. I think if, if we would have missed out on a Milo Rashica or a, or a Josh Sargent, we'd been going, oh, man, that's annoying. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know whether, it's, whether this is true, but it is fairly out there that they were second options. Right. So think of that what you will. Uh, in terms of the Delia point... Um, I think. Oh God! I, I hate this. I hate no, the fact that we've come to this. I think there is a. Ugh. It's not. Um, it's not controversial to say that Delia and Michael will be planning for the next people. Like that's obvious. Yeah. But I think. What's your point here, mate? I'm just saying that they will be planning, and, they, and there will be people. And that's the other thing. People saying. No one would want to invest in Norwich. Don't buy that at all. I don't either. It's a very, it's a, it's a very, in terms of football. I've never understood that. It's a very profitable business model. Absolutely, yeah. Now, whether that's the right move is a whole other debate. Come on, keep going. We've got lots to get through. We've got 90 Richard sh- Churchyard. Oh, good old. Behind Churchyard. the glass, eating prawn sandwiches or Barclay Lower. <laughs> Barclay Lower. It was a one-off. I can assure you. Oh, I need to bring you. I need to bring this up. Actually, I'm not angry. I'm just extremely disappointed in you, Jack Reeve. <laughs> They're not singing. 
what? How dare you? How dare you turn up to to a Norwich City match at home and not sing on the Ball City? Oh, I, I want to look cool in front of the Leeds fans. <laughs> Fuck off, mate! You should have been standing up with me, arm in arm, shouting so loudly that you were spitting at that at that glass. Well, in front I, of us. I must say. I was worried that the fee we were being paid for being there was going to be taken off us when you started hitting the glass. <laughs> that was when we scored, wasn't it? Do you remember that? And mate? I was viewing this single that? glazing and going, oh, I don't think glass is meant to bend like that. Do you remember that minute of happiness? That was lovely. I did. I did. Anyway, to answer it, definitely learn. Vandal. Happy. Next. Absolute vandal. Come on. There's got to be some more questions in there. Oh, there's statements. absolutely tons. Um, Quick fire. Mighty Norwich. Why is a 19 year old our best defender? Because he is. He's very good. He's He's been brilliant this season. He's I, very I, good. I, it saddens me to say that he has been our best player, our best defender, but he has. Uh, Leos Seabreeze. When will Todd count <gasps> Oh, stop. Stop there. Hang on. Oh, Leo's. <laughs> that can't be your real name. No. Mr. Mr. Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Breeze, when will Todd Cantwell and Billy Gilmore play together again? Oh, mate, I, I, I can't do it. I, if I talk about Todd Cantwell or Billy Gilmore any longer, my, I, I'm going to self-combust. You want a hot take? I want a hot take. Jamie's got one. Go on. What Fark has done for the club in previous years is irrelevant if he continues to ruin our club's Ooh. reputation the way he is. Along with putting us in a horrible position for next year, loanies won't sign if we're relegated. I don't think, I don't think it's as bad as that. I will always respect and always remember the good Daniel Farker times. The Fark ball, the he's up against mm. the Barkley. Um, I'll always remember that 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 the, the, those, those title-winning seasons. I mean, they, they were absolutely sublime. They were brilliant. Records point total, going for it, attacking football, possession-based, stylish, players with personality, with passion bursting at the seams. I don't think... Personally, and let me know in the comments if you disagree with this, I don't think I will ever forget or certainly not be... Un- I won't be ungrateful for what Daniel Fark has done because of what we're seeing now, but I will be increasingly disconnected and disappointed if it continues if we lose to Brentford, which is a massive caveat, by the way. I've said this, and I feel like people are going to be ready to pounce on me after this game. If we win, I want I want us to win. I want Daniel yeah, Parker to turn yeah, this around. Yeah, obviously. To be clear, we want Daniel Parker yes. to turn this around. So if we win against Brentford, fine. But what are but you basing if, it off? I don't I don't have anything. To, it's blind faith again. Right, okay. Mick, I love Mick who? McCarthy, uh, Atkin. Profile picture. Oh, oh hello! Look at this. He's mm. basically loved up, enjoying his misses. Love it. Angus Gunn needs to play ahead of Tim Krull. Oh, I've seen a lot of this actually. I think this oh. was a controversial take before a couple of days ago. Oh, this is really difficult. Where do you stand? I know where you well, stand. Well, no, no, no. Well, there's nothing to lose. Can't get any worse, can it? Angus Gunn's a brilliant goalkeeper. Oh, I, I dis. I, I, I am going I, to. I don't. Stand, I think Tim Krull's been good this I'm season. I'm standing by Tim. Krull. Yeah, I think he's been I'm good. I'm standing by Tim Krull. Barring um, the Rodrigo goal, I, I think he's been good. But where's the midfield there? And I oh know, come on, Chris! He should have saved that. I know, but some of the stuff that I've seen about Tim is so. Oh unfair. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's so unfair, and Tim, for me, 
has been one of our most important players in the last three seasons. I am so... I'm, I'm really... I'm, I'm attached to Tim. Yeah. But do you know what I like about Tim? He's got passion. He's got personality. Yeah. No, I, he cares. And you know he what, fights for the badge. You know really he loves the fans. You know what's really frustrating for me is someone who's backed him to the hilt throughout his whole Norwich City career. <laughs> <laughs> but so does Angus Gunn, to be fair. Look, I'm not saying Angus... I'm not saying Angus is not an option. Like, everyone knows I, I love Angus. Like, I'm completely biased towards Angus. But... I feel like some of the stuff that's being said about Tim is absolutely outraged and uncalled yeah, for. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Angus will get his time. There's yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. About that. Uh, there's so many questions, but let's finish with something, something. positive. Um, something positive. I don't know. I don't. I don't think we're going to get that. I'm afraid. Oh, no. Oh God. No, I don't. Lots of people there. We always ask for rants or raves. Yeah, Everyone's on. raves at, at Big Andy, which, okay, is, which is really good. Big up, Big Andy. Um, there you go. Everyone's negative. Why has Daniel Farker abandoned Farkball? That's from Jake. Big question. I, Great question. I, I, That's I, I, why people are so despondent with it all. Yeah. That's what makes it we don't sad. Have, yeah, it is. The, the identity thing, right? If we were losing, but 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 being almost stubborn in our approach. Well, that's what we did last time in the Premier League. But we didn't have the squad depth. We didn't no, have the quality. That's what I'm saying. People were kind of accepting of a terrible Premier League campaign. Absolutely. I compare it, I've said it on videos and whatever, the same happened with Alex Neil, and I get what, how it happens. Alex Neil went to St James's Park, we got beat 6-2 playing this lavish attacking football, and managers get scared, and I think that's a natural response, is you see your team get thumped and you're like, shit, everything that has worked before now isn't working, and you question your ability and that's a really dangerous position to get in. The I, same happens in elite sport all over the place. You see it very regularly in golf. People don't trust their swing. Yeah, they go long, away from it. Yes, that. but how long have we been defensive for, Jack? So I would so say got, since Watford. Okay. And after that was Arsenal, am I right? Possibly. I might be wrong here. Anyway, so we go defensive against Arsenal and we almost get a draw. But what I'm saying... We then go into Everton, a depleted, injury-ridden Everton... And we went there to scrape a draw. I'm sorry. But what I'm saying is, I can understand how it's happened. He's been smashed by a team who was in the championship with us last season. And some people are saying, oh, we weren't smashed against what we were. I empathise, but I think it's weak. With the players that we've got, I think it's weak. If you come out in the press and say, do you know what? You lot said, play an attacking lineup. Well, there you go. That's what happens when we play an attacking lineup. And I would actually have a lot more respect for Daniel if he said that. I would, um, but we've not tried that. We've not st- we've not started a game with Zolis on on one side and Milo on the other. We've brought those two players in. The man, by the way, that helped us sign Emi Buendia has left the football club. He helped us sign those two players. We're not even playing them. It's it, uh, it, yeah. We can go on forever. We could probably do another three hours ranting about this football club, but we can't. Yeah. With all of that being said, everything else is great. <laughs> Bring on Brent. Feeling good now. I feel lighter, but I feel like we've probably brought everyone else into a worse place. So apologies in advance. What I need to reiterate, need as to I said at the start, win. I know. I'm, you know what? But I'm even be, then, Jack. I'm but be so even hypocritical then, when we win. But e- no, no. But even then, even when we win, I think it's at the point where it's paper over cracks. Yes, but we can still celebrate. Oh, it. of course, absolutely. I mean, I'll be going balmy when we beat Brentford. I'll be saying Daniel Farker's the next bloody Pat Thomas Tuchel. The next Thomas Frank. 
The one positive is that if Jurgen Klopp got stranded on a desert island, Ugh. he would have taken Daniel Farker. So I'm sure I'm not Daniel saying anything can... personal. I'm not saying anything personal against Daniel. I like Daniel. I respect what he's done. I'm grateful what he's done. That's why I wanted to reiterate. Yes. Just like we said at the start of the show, we are lovers, not haters. We respect what he's done. We just think it's time. That's the word. That's like breaking up the partner, isn't it? Isn't it going? It's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. It's not. It's not you, Daniel. It's the fact that we've just we've just got further down the road as a football club. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we'll be going. Uh, any any final um, messages? Well, normally I'd say keep the faith, or I'd say something positive or uplifting. But instead, do you know what I'm going to say? Look after yourself. Spend less time on social media over the next few games if you can, um, and. Also, don't be afraid. Contradictorily, don't be don't be afraid to say what you think based on the opinion of others. Because if you think something, and you, we all love our football club, we all want the same thing, which is success for our football club. So, at the end of the day, don't be afraid to say what you think. If you think it's rubbish, say it's rubbish. But I am advising that it's going to get worse before it gets better. So, spend some time looking after yourself. Good, and, and, that, and that means buying Lakers. Three final messages from me. Um, embrace summer over winter. Life too short not to have baked beans with your fry-up. And when Yarmouth Ferris wheel returns, support that over the poxy London Eye. The London Eye, right? People go over, oh, oh look at this big Ben. You've come out. What's big Ben? It's just a big thing that tells you've us. Come out my phone some, tells you've the time. Come out, you've come out with some shit in your lifetime, but that big is the ben. worst. Oh, look at me, big Ben. And what have you got in Yarmouth? Big what? Got Nelson's column. A big what in Yarmouth? Got a big bloody rock shop. Uh, <laughs> big, big beach. Big scrapyard. <laughs> the whole bloody town. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>